Hello, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we sometimes play games badly and then sometimes talk about them. And that doesn't that doesn't at all say mean sometimes we play them goodly. No, no, we no, definitely no. don't play them goodly. We we suck at the goodliness. Um, but sometimes we I, don't play them. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Well, when I say sometimes, it's more in reference to it has been over three weeks since we have recorded. So too long. Way too long. Life has, has definitely gotten in the way. Lockdown has been locked down. And life doesn't stop for me in lockdown. It gets busier. Yeah. Because I don't stop working. My wife doesn't stop working. But somehow the kids stop going to school and then everything gets compounded. And, uh, yeah, so things have been a bit hectic for me, as I know they have been for you as well. Yeah, and, I mean, a daycare's still open, so I shouldn't be that. But it just seems – it's been stupid. I don't know why it's been stupid, but it's been stupid. Yeah, yeah. And we've got we've got a sick boy in the family, oh. so he hasn't been anywhere – He's, you know, croaky as fuck, but, um, yeah, apparently COVID negative, so it's all good. But uh, <laughs> You could have anything and they're like, is it COVID? No. Okay, you're healthy. Yeah. They're the two. You Pretty either have much. COVID or you're Pretty healthy. much. Um, so, yeah, look, apologies for, you know, we don't usually like to get to three weeks. And, Tardiness. Yeah, no, shocking, shocking. Shame on you, TCG. Fuck, tuck um, in that shirt. Fucking hell. Anyway, we will um, attempt to do better next time. And if things go according to plan, it will not be three weeks. Um, But anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the regular thing is uh, in the three weeks that we have not recorded, uh, one of our fellow Geelong podcasts have released a couple of episodes. Uh, What I'm talking about is the... Hobby Homies uh, episode five games that they will never play. And I thought it was, you know, it was mentioned in the Discord that this was obviously the first shot in a war between the podcasts. Um, But I thought I would give um, a response. And I thought that we, what we should do is we should list all of the games that we will never play. So uh, let's do that. And done. Right. So, um, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, look, all, all, you know, all the power to them and hobby homie guys. Like we love at least one of you. Uh, <laughs> but look, this is, this is to everybody else that's listening. If you are fond of a game and you stick it in front of us and say, this is a game I love. Let's play it. Fuck yeah. I'm in. I may judge you, but I'll, I'll play it. Um, 
And look, I, uh, we judge everybody though, so I want, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to make very thoughtful, considered um, responses and rebuttals and explain why that entire episode was basically just filled with ignorance. Um, but that doesn't sound like you though. No, I, I mean, let's just re-release that episode exactly as is, but re like just change the title to five games. I'd play over 40 K. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I'll, I'll take my 40 K. So, <laughs> and, I, and I still would just yep. play these first. Um, no, it was just, it, it's actually really funny. And I think, it speaks to look at the the amount of games out there, and mm. I know there is another podcast which I can recommend called Cast Dice. It's run by a guy called Brad. He's a champion, but um, in his he, one of his intros, he basically said it feels like we're in the middle of a gaming renaissance at the moment, where there is just so many games. It's just like the market is flooded more than it has ever been, seemingly, which is a good thing. It's amazing. More um, games is more. More fun, yes. Um, and it, it, but it basically means that there's something for everyone, right? And you've only got so much time and so much effort, and sometimes hard choices need to be made. Mm-hmm. In those instances, it was just the wrong ones. That's fine. <laughs> you, um, you said hard. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. All right. Shall we? Shall we leave back, it there? To, yeah. Let's back to okay. the actual point. Let's, um, let's, before, so before we get into the other things uh, that we usually do, I do want to give a, uh, let's just say, a, what they call it, you know, when they, when you give advice, like a public service announcement, that's what it is. Um, if you're using a ladder, be very careful, please. Uh, I mean, just in general? Just in general. Uh, don't do what I did today. Oh, don't do what Donnie Don't does. This. <laughs> Here comes, if we need like theme music for that. This could be a segment. Okay. Okay. I'll leave, you know, short gap to leave <laughs> for music. Uh, yes. No, I, I had an incident today where... I was on, it was a short ladder. It was about, you know, a bit over a meter high, but I fell off the top of that uh, and did not come down softly onto concrete. So, I'm I mean, fi- you're here and I'm you're here. talking to me, so I'm allowed to laugh. That's how this yes, works, absolutely, right? Yeah, good. Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was not, not fun. I have fucking completely bruised up my my arm from where it whacked against the shelf on the way down. Um, so this was at work? This was at work, yes. So you have CCTV? I have CCTV. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I have a copy if you really want to see it. It's it's not a great copy, but I have it. And um yes, yeah, so I'm a bit sore at the moment. I don't know if you can see that, Jace. Oh, ow. Yeah, yes. that's that's where my arm hit the and dented the shelf. Um, so if I sound a little bit taller throughout this podcast, it's because my ass is sore and I've stood up to talk. 
Public service announcement. I just, I just love the fact you've thrown in you, you know, identity. You should see the other guy. <laughs> yes, you should say I, I fucked up two shelves on the way down. The concrete oh, floor shit. did a number on me, but I got those shelves bad, man. <laughs> yeah, then they called their mates and oh, no good there anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, it's been three weeks. Have you done any hobby? Um, a little bit. A little bit. Look, I feel like I've done hobby in that I've spent a significant amount of time hobbying, but I mm-hmm. feel like if I, I I list the things that I have completed, they are minimal. But we, we're here now. If, um, if it's more than one, then it's a good three weeks for you. Like, did you do bases? I did and base. And base. Okay. All of your um, base belong to us. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Let's let's take a step back though, and let's talk about things that have happened and stuff. So important. Importantly, money I have parted with. Excellent. That is an important part of the hobby. We all know that, and that's probably the thing that I can I can really latch onto. Um, <laughs> Where we're all in the hobby, we all spend. This is it, right? Um, half of our job here is just to enable your purchases. You're welcome. Um, but I suppose there's there's two pieces there um, with a couple of local stores who are both, you know, feeling the pinch between life and lockdowns, mm-hmm. um, which is great because it then enables me to spend money that I otherwise would not spend. Oh, it gives us um, totally a big excuse to spend. So, I mean, the two there were Board Games for the Board, um, who... Man, Clint, the, the the poor guy who owns that, who's just had you know the the life version of a Rochambeau. Um, <laughs> yep. But um, the the benefit for this is I've been trying to stop buying all of the Marvel Crisis Protocol things that I possibly could include in the affiliations that I've chosen, um, and he just removed that resolve. Excellent. So, um, Angela and Enchantress. Mm-hmm. One of those, and this is the fun bit playing the A Force affiliation or looking at collecting the A Force affiliation, is that so many of those models come in a box of two, but only one of them is in affiliation. Um, so Ant Man and Wasp, Wasp is in the affiliation, Ant Man is not. Um, Angela and Enchantress. Angela's Enchantress? In oh. I think it's Angela. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Angela. I'm don't, I don't think A Force has any bad guys in it, does no. it? No. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that. Uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch is in, Gamora Nebula, Gamora's in it. Um, so there's a lot of buying boxes for singles. But anyway, um, gave me a really good excuse to buy uh, Angela and the Enchantress. And then the other half of this, and my sister-in-law got me onto these a while ago, um, they're these games, and I bought a shit ton of them. You know you did the order. Um, I did. I think they're called Exit. I think mm-hmm. is the, the name That's of the it. one. Yeah, cool. Um, so basically, it, it, think of it, it's it's an escape room in a little box, right? So you mm. don't get into the room, but... Do you get into the box? Sometimes if you cut a hole in it. Um, but the, the kind of good and bad thing, but the kind of cool thing about them, right, is they're all one-shots. And mm-hmm. the reason they are one-shots is because part of the clues could be in like part of the box yeah. or to, to work out this puzzle, you've actually got to cut up 
the instructions or the box or, you know, mm-hmm. pull this bit out and un- undo this and unzip that and bend over and cough. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So you can only ever play them once, but as I said, it's basically this problem solving escape room kind of, I just want to break my brain for a period of time on a puzzle and you can do that. You can play them by yourself. You can do them with people. You can do them over zoom. I don't know, but it's, it's kind of cool. So grabbed a bunch of them because they were all kind of on clearance. So I'll, I'll keep a couple I'll flick her a couple because she put me on them and I'll probably save some for Christmas and then rig the Chris Kringle. So, uh, <laughs> so that was the other one there. But yeah, as I said, if you are just bored and looking for something to amuse yourself and, and kind of keep the grey matter working, they're kind of fun. Um, so that I've always was... been intrigued. I have seen them before and I've been intrigued because I've always been intrigued by the idea of an escape room. And I bought, well, I didn't buy it, but I was going to get tickets for my dad's birthday for my parents and my wife and I to, to go in and actually do one. And then everything happened. Yep. And so I still owe him that. Yeah. <laughs> like that was last year. I thought about that. And then I thought about the prospect of being locked in a room with my parents. Um, and that didn't bode. Yeah, I'm fine well. with mine. I'm fine with mine. <laughs> um, my mother-in-law, totally different story. <laughs> Turns out you can just get out by bashing someone's head against the wall enough. <laughs> uh, anywho, so that was that was the board games with the board stuff. That was actually relatively contained, I thought. Um, but the joy of click and collect from Throw the Dice is a dangerous and tempting beast because what it means I can do is just randomly message Rich and just go, oh, I need one of these. And then oh, um, can you just add this to whatever order I've got going on? And then once, you know, every six weeks or something, I just show up and he's just like, here's all the shit you've ordered over the last however long. <laughs> and it's just random trash that I've gone. You'll need a truck. Um, so, you know, for example, my most recent one involved rule books for both Kings of War and Infinity Code 1. Okay. Um, so code one is the kind of small, uh, yep. streamlined version. That's the one you um, talked about last yeah, time. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I'm excited about. Um, so rule book for that rule book for Kings of War third edition, cause I have the second edition one. Um, there was some, uh, blood for the blood God technical. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I have the Tamiya clear red, but it's not water-based, which makes it a pain in the dick to clean up. So I just like, fuck it. We'll buy the, the, Citadel one. Which um, is one of the best Citadel paints ever. It's honestly one of the best. Um, so that was necessary. And then I got, what is it? The Vallejo metal color copper. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had the gold silver and maybe a different silver and the copper is really pretty, but these amazing. Cause they had liquid metal ones that were again, all oil based or enamel based or one of those pain in the dick to clean up. These are water-based, but they have the best coverage. They're incredible. So, yeah, what was that? That was the the metal color copper. Um, I can't remember whether I talked about buying a shit ton of contrast contrast paints last time or this time. Mm-hmm. I think but there was you did, there was probably more because you were I, definitely looking at more. Uh, yeah, I think I've bought more. I don't know how many more. I don't know which colors, but I need more. So. Um, that will be in the next order as well. I feel like this is going to be one of those things where I just buy sort of one or two every time I <laughs> do an order until I own too many. Um, and eventually need more paint racks. 
Uh, that needs to happen. Yes, I'm, really I'm still. To. I still need to jump on board with that too. Yeah, for you to jump on board, I'd need to actually do it. But let's let's make that a thing. Um, I'd say for next episode, but we'll see how far away that is. Yeah. Um, I bought. Oh, and th- this shit is cool. Um, I bought AK Interactive do a whole bunch of different weathering effects and textures and diorama scenics and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But they do one called, and I'm not sure that this is the greatest English, but it's called Terrain's Snow. And I mean, is, is it snow owned by Terrain? Or? Well, well, no, because it doesn't have a, an apostrophe, so it doesn't imply ownership. And I don't know whether it, it's not multiple terrains, I don't think. I, I'm not sure how it works, but anyway. Um, terrain's comma snow. No, it's okay. just terrain's snow. Um, and I didn't know what it was, but I looked at some videos and it looked, or some, some pictures, and it looked like it had good effects and I wanted to build some, bank some snow. Um, and then they had another one called snow micro balloons. And I'm not sure what a micro balloon is, but I wanted some. Um, <laughs> I just like, yeah, little... Pennywise or something. Yeah. Again, no idea how this was going to work, but I got them and they are the best things in the world. Are they so, balloons? I, look, if they are, they are very micro. Like okay. micro. Okay. So this, you're saying this to, that there's a chance they are balloons. I, I have I not can checked check that. I have not checked them under any kind of magnified viewing object. Um, but the terrain snow, right, is – it's like almost a, a batter consistency or like a, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's just, it's just white. It's, it's not snow because it's not made of powder. It's liquid, but then it dries and it looks like you can make like drifts with it. It just mm-hmm. kind of dries pretty quickly and you can just kind of spread it around, give it a shake. So you get rid of any of your brush marks or whatever you've used to spray it around and you get snow drifts. Um, and you know, you can dry brush it on little bits and it leaves little bits of snow on stuff. So I did it on some tufts and just left some little like snowflake, almost looking bits hanging off and super cool. And then the micro balloons is just like a really super fine powder mm-hmm. white shit. But again, you sprinkle this shit on top of the terrain snow or some water effects or something while it's still wet and it sticks and it just gives it a really kind of fluffy snow light texture. So I had lots of fun with those coming up, but just if you want to do like a snow basing for an army and you don't want just like a little tiny patch of snow on a base, you want like dudes wading through snow, this AK interactive shit is the bomb and you don't have to do because i have done it before where you mix like pva and water and bicarb soda that sounds like a lot of work yeah and it turns out after about 17 years it goes yellow um Mm. unless you also mix in white paint which i didn't know 17 years ago um so this shit's made for it it's the best isn't yellow snow the best yeah, the but this is, this is more kind of like a, a funky yellowed brownie snow. Like it's, yeah, it, it's not, it's not no. the good, it, no, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, not images. it's not lemonade snow cone, okay. um, which is, which is where I'd want to go. And then the other one was, um, I bought a whole bunch of tufts. So the, the game is grass tufts. Um, and that was legitimately 
at the last minute the night before I needed them for a project. Mm-hmm. And then I just showed up the next day and he's like, here's all the tufts you've bought. And I went, great. And I went home and finished said project <laughs> only partially on work time. So it was best. Um, and then the only other thing that I've purchased that is vaguely related, but not at all related, but fun is my parents recently moved. So I had to downsize all their belongings, which means I got to steal their record collection. Excellent. But then it means I had to buy a record player. So that was yeah. that was kind of a uh, – I had to. Like yeah, my hand, My hand was forced, right? <laughs> um, as far as other things, I sold a bunch of 40K terrain, which is glorious because it was just taking up room in my garage. Um, but that went to the lovely folks at Target Acquired anyway. Excellent. Um, so that will probably be made to look a lot prettier than it has been because it's been sitting in my shed for the last fuck knows how long collecting dust. Um, and they will actually care for it and give it some use and stuff. So that was, that was a winner. Um, and then the two things I've actually done hobby wise is more work on my little blood bowl, Imperial nobility ringer for is looking very special. He's ha- I'm having fun with him. Um, but this is this is my you know efficiency effort yes. of, of doing it for both the Blood Bowl painting competition 2021 and the TCG Paint It Pink competition. And I'm I feel like I'm hitting the brief for both of them, so there's no loss here. It's pink. It's definitely it, pink. It is, it is therefore pink. it fits our recommendations. And I, it's a blood bowl model, so it fits the other one, right? Yeah. So everyone wins. Um, so a little bit of work on him. I still need to do – he kind of – I got to a point and then realized what the time was and what else I had to do. So he's kind of been shelved for a little bit um, because I also had to finish my piece for the Hobby Homies winter competition, which ended – Yes. Wh- no, not yesterday, the day before. Yeah. And whenever you're listening to this, sometime in the past. Um <laughs> But that was legitimately the piece that I was finishing and realized that I'd run out of any wintry looking tufts that I owned and desperately needed to buy them mm-hmm. in a hurry. So, yeah, I did a quick dash to throw the dice, click and collect, come home, stick some stuff on, take some photos. Robert's your father's brother. Excellent. Um, he so is yeah. actually. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. I'm going to have to use that some more. Now I know it's accurate. <laughs> it is accurate. Um, that's, that's great. Um, so, yeah, I've literally only painted two models and only one of them to completion. But that's I talked fine. for a long time, so that was important. <laughs> I suppose that's the point of this whole thing in the first place, isn't it? Um, all right. Well, I don't think I've got nearly as much as that to talk about like i said you know life has been a bit busy <laughs> it's all um, about padding i didn't actually have any content then oh. it's just 10 minutes of me just talking out my ass yeah uh, well look it sounded like a lot and to be quite honest i tuned out straight away so <laughs> <laughs> i assume that that you said some interesting stuff about Ooh, something rookie mistake <laughs> Um, for me, I've done a couple of purchases. So you were talking about board games for the board. I um, did finally pull the plug and I bought uh, the Marvel Crisis Protocol starter set from him. Game um, number two on five games I would play before 40K. <laughs> uh, but I was very happy actually because I've avoided it because I wanted, I mean, I wanted the terrain and the um, the the cards and 
the like the objective decks and stuff. The, yeah, yeah, all that sort crisis. of stuff. But the models themselves were very token Avengers, token bad guy Avengers, uh, or Avenger bad guys. And none of which really grabbed me too much. So that was my reasoning for not buying it earlier. Whereas, like you said, you know, Clinton uh, had a bit of a rough spot, so it was totally a good excuse. Uh, plus, I went in with a friend, and so she's taken most of the models. I did keep myself uh, Spidey, because Spidey, and Doc Ock, because I've got Venom already, so... Uh, and I did keep Ultron because I think there's some sort of, I seem to remember there some is, sort of everyone against Ultron type mode. Yes, there is the crisis mode with Excellent. play. Yes. Yeah, so I kept those three. Um, and then also in that order, um, I did pick up the Hulk model as well. So I, I've gone from having no crisis protocol miniatures left to paint to having, still having Magneto and Toad that you gave me, uh, plus his Magneto's little metal token things. So now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight models sitting there ready to paint. Uh, other purchases, I did pick up my little token order from Throw the Dice, which was the Ogre dice for the Blood Bowl. Uh, in the process, I also ordered in Bishop from Malifaux and the Undead Dice for Blood Bowl from, from Rich. So uh, It was only just, a matter of time, really, wasn't it? It was only a matter of time for, for both of those. Um, but the other thing that I have kind of been buying a little bit of, which may uh, either intrigue or disgust you. Um, Let's go with the latter. All right, let's go with the latter. That, that's usual. Yeah, that's the token expectant uh, reaction. Um, Magic, the gathering. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, look, I haven't played since I was at uni. And you've and, been a better person. And now now I want to be a worse person. Um <laughs> But I picked up, I've picked up a couple of like they, all it was, and this is all it took to get me over the edge is that they've done a Forgotten Realms version. So characters from the Forgotten Realms, all the D&D stuff, you know, the Rust Monsters in there, uh, Dritzt is in there, all Mind Flayers, all the, the cool stuff that I, that got me into this hobby in the first place. Cause yeah, D&D was the first game I was given. Um, so I bought some of that and then, um, I bought a commander deck the other day and, and had a game of that and it was quite good, quite good. Hmm. Apparently my PC is battery is running low. So, um, other, other purchase. The only other one is there, the cats decided to chew through my headset cord so I had to buy another headset for the Xbox because I start, started streaming and nobody could hear me. That's why we couldn't hear you. Yes. Yeah. Right, it all falls into place. You plug into the PC. Oh, Pad, watch this. All right, go for that. Uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Let's just all reflect on how poor a life choice that was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. The other thing, actually, I because my parents are cunning – when they delivered the box of records that I purchased 
and by purchased, I mean took off them. Um, Stole. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a child. It doesn't count as stealing. No, true. It's just an early inheritance, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But in their cunning, wily ways, at the bottom of their box, they filled it with other shit that they didn't want. Um, So I now own a box of other shit. But it turns out most of that box is comics. Excellent. And I do need to have a look at this box. And you're going to have, because I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at, but there's like old, old Phantom and old Marvel collections and a bunch of old horror um, mm-hmm. comics and stuff like this. And they're like, you might be interested in these. I'm like, I may not be too, but they're now my problem. Um, <laughs> and so I now, uh, yeah, I legitimately own a, a box of comics that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. I have no idea what's in there, what's not, whether any of it's in a condition that's even worth keeping or even if it is, whether it's worth keeping or, or what they are. So at some stage I will have to harass you to peruse and rationalize. Yeah, no, I can do that. And, you know, if I see like a, a first appearance of Deadpool or something like that, I'm I'm definitely going to tell you it was worth nothing and you should give it to me. Um, <laughs> unlikely that'll happen, but anyway. No. Um, that's it for, for purchases for me anyway, but hobby-wise, um, I've been plugging along. I'm still trying to keep up the whole, you know, paint as many days this year as possible. And so I'm putting, still putting paint on a model every day, but I've, I've kind of reached that point where I'm, I haven't been happy with any of the stuff that not really happy that I've done. So it's getting harder and harder to, to get the motivation going. I am working through my ogre blood bowl team and Mm -hmm. I'm not unhappy with them. They just, I mean, they need extra bits. So like, for example, the, the ogres themselves, I've done the skin on three of them and I've just done it as the base, um, Gilman flesh contrast. Yep. But I want to do the whole layering up on that, but I haven't quite worked out which colors just yet and haven't been game enough to do that. And, and likewise with the snotlings, I've done the, the orc flesh, uh, base on those, but I need to do. So layers we, and build them up and are we not happy because you're not finished well look i think it's just more the last couple of things that i've done have been okay and and perfectly happy to play with them but um i don't know i had like uh i haven't had a like a model that's turned out 10 times better than i expected for a while so yeah, something like the misery teddy for for Malifaux that I painted for yeah. our last competition, like which just <laughs> blew me away with how it turned out. I'm kind of waiting, and I don't I don't know if this is fair too because, like, I did the vampires recently. Yep, and I'm reasonably happy with how most of those turned out. It's just the fucking hair on the big head lady that I wasn't keen on. But I feel like you were never keen on that. Like before you even applied paint, you weren't keen on that. Oh, look, you know, I, left, less, I left it to last on purpose. And, you know, equally, I I wonder whether whether you're not happy with stuff because your expectations of what you should be producing is different to what it was 12 months ago, however long as well. Mm, I don't know. I think, I think my issue here is that I'm not, at least at the moment, I'm not really going in with a plan. 
Yep. And I think that's my issue. I think I need to sort of plot out what I'm going to do on each model a yep. little bit before I start painting. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, there's actually, yes. And I mean, the, I think the other half of that is I feel like at the moment the ob- the objective is to paint something, not to paint something as well as you could. Right? It's almost just like right, I'm putting in, the hours to get things done. So it's it's almost production lining. But interestingly, there is a YouTube video that I can't, Marco is the guy who does a really strong accent, super, super cool channel. If you get a chance to watch it, I can't think of the name of the actual channel right now, but um, he actually does a a speed painting um, kind of article where he starts talking about his approach to speed painting an army. But the first half of that was literally him planning out the mm-hmm. scheme yep. and his point was that you know by the time you talk about the the colors the textures the the all this kind of thing the color theory that you want to apply and, and kind of do that piece half your work is already done and then it's just applying the model like okay. applying the paint yep. to the model and you can do that relatively quickly when you've got a plan in place and still come up with a really cool effect i'll find it and and yeah send it through. but yeah it, it's actually and look he's a super intelligent dude that understands things like color theory so mm, um but just really interesting him being able to go look if you do the planning bit at the start you can actually come up with better results easier because you've already taken all this other stuff into account no, it makes sense. Look, like I said, I mean, I'm working my way through these um, ogres and I've, I've assembled all the snotlings now and, and I have a vague plan in place. I mean, the colours that I've chosen are blue and pink for the uniforms. And the blue, I've just done a contrast and that works really well. I'm happy with that. Happy enough to leave it at a contrast, in fact. The pink, I'm trying to use the, the fluoro... Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that on the first ogre and it worked, but I've also tried it with a, um, an emperor's children undercoat. And I think that's while it's a little bit, um, duller than the fluoro pink over the white, I still think it works quite well. Yeah. And they also work, well, they work pretty well too, if you sort of use them as a glaze over the top. So for example, you could do the, the emperor's children pink Mm-hmm. highlight that with a white yeah, and then do the, the fluoro over the top and mm-hmm. let it do all the work. Okay. Um, but the other issue, of course, is that my Emperor's Children has had an awful lot of use <laughs> and is currently not shakable. I don't know what the issue is. I have to dip my paintbrush all the way down to the bottom. I've tried putting one of those ball bearing things inside it and yep. like it, I think it's stuck. I don't think it moves. <laughs> um, I can still get paint out of it, but ideally my option here is I should be buying another copy of Empress Children and throw the dice is sold out of them and GW's closed. So so that's kind of, yeah. My Put only it. other solution here is do you own a jigsaw? What sort of jigsaw are we talking about? Like, like a, I've got a like a big M one from the eighties with a girl in lingerie. I uh, no, I was talking about the power tool. Sorry. Oh no, okay, sorry. Then no, no, because you can just tape it to the saw blade and hit go and let it do the shaking. <laughs> or we should look into those like USB vibrator things. Yes, 
Yeah. Also some way to mix paint. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so like I'm working my way through. I'm still putting paint on model every day. I'm still like I, the ogres are definitely, I, I sit here and look at them and I'm like, they're actually really good. It's just, you know, the, the bits that I've got left to do on them are really just the skin and, you know, one of them needs Emperor's Children, for example. Um, so I'm getting there, but that it's taking me longer than I hope. But at the same time, I want them to, to turn out halfway decent as well. Uh, I did go away for a couple of days over the three weeks. And this time I took models with me as well. So I took the, I finally got the heads for the last two halflings that I wanted. Thank you very much. And I got them all assembled and I took them away with me and put paint on halflings every day that I was away. And those halflings got finished soon after I got back. So they are done up exactly the same as the rest of my halfling team. And they were models 99 and 100. So we have hit triple figures. Also, if they're now fully painted, does that make them whole flings? No. Okay. Just no. Look, I understand that you're a dad, but no. (laughs) Look, I'm amused and that's the important thing here. That's really why. (laughs) That's why we're all here. That's that's why you're here. Um. But that's it from me. Shall we take a bit of a break and come back with a gaming update? Yeah, let's do that. Excellent. Insert tunes here. Killing in the name of... Some of those are wolf forces Are the same that burn crosses some of those they walk forces are the same the burn crosses. Some of those they walk forces are the same the burn crosses. Some of those they walk forces are the same. Suggesting you to do, my friend. And we're back. Hurrah! My apologies for the lengthy break. Um, not that you'd notice, but it's been 85 years. No. Um, <laughs> no, I had to give a bit of an update to the wife on how the arm was feeling. So, yeah. And, and, and more to the point, how the shelf is. I haven't actually mentioned the shelf to her, I should. I got that shelf fucking good, man. It's it's unusable now. I, I left because um, I'm not uh, – perfect timing for this because tomorrow is my weekend. So I've got two days off to, to try and rest up a bit. But I left a note for the boss. Actually, he's not the boss anymore. I'm the, I'm the boss. I forget <laughs> I got promoted while I was on leave, by the way. Um, Huzzah. <laughs> uh, but I left a note for the other boss 
to say, and the note just said, here are the pops, because there were a couple of pops, quite a few pops that fell, some of which I'm pretty sure I landed on because they're not, the boxes are stuff scratch and dent sale yeah so they, they'll have to be discounted because some people want them in the boxes um but Mystery yes, box. it was uh i left a note and it just had a little up arrow saying here are the pops that will need to be discounted and a down arrow saying here are the shelves i destroyed <laughs> that is glorious but also i feel like because you guys are doing the mystery boxes of pops mm-hmm. right and the only way to make that whole experience better is some of them may or may not be broken. Um, but <laughs> will you actually buy a box where you potentially have broken stuff in there? They could be, they could be. the, or they could be just as a, a scramble of bits. Um, but there actually used to be a uh, a booze shop, like a, a bottle near us, that did mystery slabs. Okay, and. Basically, it came about because in the process of moving all the the drinks and stuff in, invariably boxes would get dropped and beers would get broken. And in all of those slabs that were dropped and had some bottles, they kept the ones that survived Mm -hmm. and just boxed them with any other beers that survived, (laughs) taped the boxes shut, and for 25 bucks you could buy a mystery slab Mm -hmm. and it could have any combination of anything in it. It was the best. Um, (laughs) Drinking and gambling, my two favorite things, all Excellent. rolled into one. Uh, anyway, we've played games. Not we with have. our lives. I mean, you played with your lives. I've played one. Yeah. Um, but it has been three weeks, which means that, I mean, it, it has been three weeks of lockdown, so we're not getting out and, and playing together. But uh, because it has been three weeks, we have had two sessions of the Black Crusade campaign that we've been running through online, through Discord. And um, Jace has very kindly been told by me to take notes. Uh, So I have all of one note. And that is simply 11 to 9. Which I'm not sure isn't accurate if I reflect. Totally accurate. Totally accurate. I've been been very diligent with this. Uh, (laughs) But yes, it's uh, 11 kills to your measly 9. This is this is a travesty, and we'll <laughs> discuss why as as this goes along. But uh, I suppose all right. So let's go back, um, and you know, do a bit of a recap. You know, of the story so far. Long story short, a couple of cast space brains cruising around. We get asked to help looking with, for drugs. Uh, one of us is spending way too much time anyway. Um, it's role playing. I'm a noise marine. That's what we do. Shouldn't you be more noisy and less? Anyway. Oh, trust me. If I get the drugs, I'll be very noisy. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the whole premise is we've been asked to help with a siege situation with the siegers, not the CGs. Um, and one of those things was to go and convince another neighboring sort of general um, to not interfere. Basically, just let the siege happen, look the other way, and all will, will happen. So we go along. We met him. We had that conversation. He said, hey, you should totally make my brother who wants to, you know, politics and shit um, look less good or be upset or embarrass him in some way. And that was basically where we left it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first of these two uh, sessions basically – 
we went looking for said person to embarrass. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, someone told us exactly where that was and then drove it to that location. Yeah. Um, because we role play good stuff. Man, we're awesome at this game. Um, <laughs> we, but we totally do what we're told. I'm not entirely sure what was going on in real life during this episode, but I feel like you went MIA for a lot of it. No, I was role playing. When you say role playing, do you mean doing something else? <laughs> I mean, I mean doing what my character would do. I mean, so because the way this plays out is, I mean, brother we, has a champion. He does. Right, and the, the the whole deal was go and kill said champion, and we'll piss off the brother. Everybody wins. That's great. Um, so we go uh, in in this whole process, right? We're walking through the the friendly brothers thing, and then guys come out and just randomly stab us, um, which was disappointing. Um, and my notes here include things like. Surprised by stabby cultists. No damage. We all miss. They all miss. We murder. Oh, shit. One has poison dagger. Um, so I grab one trying to understand what's going on. So I'm trying to do a bit of an interrogation thing. Unfortunately, all of my roles to intimidate or anything fail abysmally. Now, um, we are like you're a, a, a chaos marine leading down a very cornate path. I am a noise marine. For some reason, neither of our characters are very good at intimidating people. No, we're not very intimidating at all. We're like the most passive-aggressive bunch of dickheads. Um, so he was not intimidated. He didn't tell me what's going on. Um, so you shoot the others. Then the one I've grabbed manages to somehow wriggle out of the grasp of said space marine, me, and then self-destruct. So we all take damage because he exploded. Thanks, dickhead. Exploded boy, yep. Um, Anywho, that was fun. So we have to go meet Lord High, Slanish guy, Kelly's champion. Everyone wins. So we go to this other temple, driven there by somebody's slave, glorious, um, and we start working out how this is going to play out. And we we realise that we probably want a backup plan. Um, you know, there is the opportunity of, of publicly humiliating this person by defeating him in armed combat. Mm-hmm. But this is also like our third session. We have no fucking idea what we're doing. So there's also a solid chance that we'll go pear-shaped. So the- Reese is smart. Whew, cunning. Just <laughs> brace yourselves. You're ready for this. So the plan is I'm going to go and, and try and duel this dickhead. And because you're going to you're go- you're the cornate uh, samurai type dude. And- you're going to find somewhere to shoot him from afar <laughs> if that doesn't work. Um, so that then involved you spending most of the session away looking for somewhere to use as a sniper's nest. <laughs> well, I did all the work, which is a really bad idea because the way this played out is I, I wander up said temple steps, realize that I'm probably not going to get inside the temple by myself. That's not going to happen. So I see a giant sort of, you know, obese, think hedonism bot type uh, affair getting carried up. Um, And I tell him to stop and that he should totally 
use me as some kind of security envoy. He didn't buy that, so I killed his little palanquin bearers and then told him he should totally listen to me, which he seemingly did until we got in there and he goes, hey, that guy just killed all my dudes and threatened you. Um, And I had to talk really fast. And by really fast, it meant that Ollie had to basically just go along with what I was intending because I had no (laughs) fucking idea what was going on. Um, So through very gracious DMing, Man of the match here, Ollie. (laughs) Oh, instead of me just being murdered, you know, and and left, left to die in in the temple by myself, um, he accepted my challenge and he agreed to meet me in the place of our choosing, which was a big old field with a a nice view from a lovely sniper's nest. Um, So we met that guy. And my cunning plan was to try and level the playing field a little bit and go, right, well, I've only got a shitty kind of noob chainsaw. Um, maybe that's what that's the, that's my weapon of choice. Like instead of pistols at dawn, let's have chainsaws at dawn. Um, unfortunately, before I spoke, he just started hitting me. Uh, <laughs> and and this, he hits you good. So... The long story short is this guy has two weapons. He had like a, a whip, a power lash of some description, and a power sword. Um, and every time the lash hit me, it basically stunned me. So I was incapable of doing anything for the next turn. So I couldn't dodge. I couldn't parry. I couldn't do anything. So it hit me with the lash. Um, and th- then the way this plays out, according to my notes... Swings with lash, dodge, re-roll. Ugh. <laughs> and then he hits me a bit. And then next turn round, lash, dodge, re-roll. So we get two re-rolls a turn. I use them both, dodging the first two lash strikes. Neither. Two neither re-rolls way. a session. Yeah. Um, neither of those re-rolls did me any good. Um, so my next notes from here is... Lash guy whoops my ass. I managed to do damage. Yay. The safe word is pineapple. <laughs> was. Um, so after sending two turns stunned and then maybe actually doing a little bit of damage, all of a sudden you just shoot on full auto from your little sniper's nest, um, doing an absolute butt ton of damage. And taking his and head off. leaving me to secure the kill. Um I mean, for all public opinion, that's exactly what happened. Um, of course, somehow throughout that entire thing, you also managed to pass all of your stealth checks. Yeah. So nobody saw you. Yeah, and again, I'm not sure fucking... whether that was creative dice rolling or whether that was... I, no, I've, I've had some really good dice rolls, like I, especially in the second session as well. I had, I had we'll some natural ones, but... Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few that I have definitely not rolled well. No. And then, so basically my best role for this entire session was my role to quickly pick up this guy's power sword because it looked better than mine um, and run like all hell. And we did. We evaded them and we get back to wherever we wanted to go um, and we get healed and all of those things. And that was basically the entire session. Mm-hmm. 
we convinced this guy by murdering his brother's champion that he was not going to join the opposition to the siege and that you know, if we needed his help later on, then perhaps we can turn Call to him. him. Yeah, this is this is great. We're, we're making friends, all that kind of stuff. Um, and therein lay the first session. So we, from there, we basically end up back at the siege camp and we explain how fucking wonderful we did. And they say, that's great. We reckon it's time to actually stop just sieging and start actually stabbing. You guys should totally help us, to which we blindly agreed because that's the way that we role play. I mean, well, what else are we going to do if we say no, the session ends, technically? Yeah, I'm not sure how it works. We just go, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go do something else. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to learn the liar. Um, I'm going I'm to start my own siege with hookers and blackjack. In fact, we get the siege. <laughs> <laughs> and the blackjack. Um, so <laughs> we blindly agree and they say, right, well, We've we've dug some holes and it should come up approximately around some artillery and we want you to totally take out that artillery. And here's some like plebs to to shoot guys too. So they gave us they gave us some lackeys. They gave us a meat shield, which was lovely. Um so we and again referring to notes here, we go through a flesh tunnel. It's basically how it was explained. So it should probably call out that this this place that we are besieging is clearly a Nurgle-ish or a Nurgle-infested kind of place. Yes, this was um, a Nurgle flesh tunnel and not a Slaanesh flesh tunnel. Yeah. So, again, notes here. Flesh tunnel is gross. Equal everyone sickened. Um, not everyone. Again, somebody rolled really well. <laughs> Everybody else was sickened. Um we ha- we come to the end of the tunnel and there's basically a bit of a you know, crack in the ground and a bunch of explosives and we had options. We could try and dig our way out and be stealthy about it or we could blow a big-ass fucking hole in the ground and brag- draw everyone's attention to us. So we, we blew a big-ass hole in the ground. I feel like before we even had a conversation about it, someone has blown a big-ass hole in the ground. It just seemed to be the logical thing to do. Um, yes. But also definitely not. Um, but either way, we were there now. Um, and unfortunately, in all the chaos, we managed to kind of uh, just wander through for a little bit until some randos decided to see us, and specifically you. Um, mm-hmm. And we had to get into a bit of a shootout because they were way too far away to do any kind of a pro- proper killing. We had to shoot. And... This is my forte. I'm the shooty guy. So I think at this point, we our kill tally was pretty much even. Pretty close. Around four all or something like that at that point. But yeah, we're shooting. And yeah, I had some good dice rolls, I think. I think I was taking out two or In three fact, at a time. Yeah. And then, so what? there's basically a guy with a big old plasma gun. He mm-hmm. he ended up getting away. He he ducked down a, a like a side street or something and and dodged out. There was a guy with a big old like heavy stubber or something that that died a horrible death. Mm-hmm. Um, but this there was, was another the guy point. with a plasma gun who blew himself up as well. Oh yeah, he just literally the very first shot 
of the whole thing. <laughs> These guys spot us and they get like a surprise round. And you can see this guy just going, hold my beer. I got this. Steps out, overcharges his plasma gun and just blew himself to oblivion. It was the best thing in the world. I found that so satisfying because like, I think I mentioned it at the time, but my when I did play 40K, which hasn't been for a number of years, but my first army that I really put together was Chaos Space Marines. And because I didn't want to play Fantasy, but I wanted to play Skaven. I didn't want to play Fantasy because I didn't want to buy 17,000 models to play Fantasy because I wanted Skaven. So all of my Chaos Space Marines have... Skaven heads, Skaven tails. I've modeled them all so they're sort of hunched down, so they're smaller. Um, and the whole gist of it was like with my army, I would take as many plasma weapons as I humanly could and I would overcharge them every opportunity because Skaven in fantasy, they don't care. They can fire on their own guys. Um, they don't care how many of their guys live as long as you win. So I figured that's what I want to do. Overcharge plasmas. And it wasn't a successful game unless I blew at least one or two of my own guys up. So this guy blowing himself up just had me grinning from ear to ear, just loving it. It was it was a glorious moment. Um, the problem was there was no plasma gun for us to then steal. No, um, but the moment really, apart from plasma guy running away, the other thing that really made the moment here is you used one of your two session rerolls mm-hmm. because we were going through initiative order and you know you would shoot and then I would shoot and there was like one guy left. And our key, kill count is getting pretty close at the moment and you shoot and you miss and you'd be like, nah, let's reroll that bitch. <laughs> because... And- it seems because like... the, the next thing that would have happened is I was going to kill him and probably level the kill count, but no, it would you, have absolutely leveled the kill count. You at that point in time used the reroll to just snag the kill count like a cheeky motherfucker. Like, anyway, like a it was glorious. Space Marine would have. It was it was glorious, but I'm just like well, you're using it now in all of the things that could happen. You're using it now, and you did, and it paid off. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Anywho, so. That was that was basically the first little shootout. We keep wandering around looking for this artillery piece, and that cheeky little plasma wielding pleb that ran away before jumps out of absolutely nowhere and flash fried my leg. And I feel this this should have been a lesson for us. So ideally, next time somebody runs off on us, we should actually pay attention to which way they go. <laughs> Because like, well, he obviously his... went the way that we were just heading. <laughs> I mean, I think the lesson here is don't leave anyone alive. Um, yeah, look, yeah. I mean, that, was, that. that was your fault. Well, was it? If we uh, weren't busy re-rolling for kill count, then anyway. Uh, he um, was gone by then. <laughs> so that was one of my re-rolls because I had to re-roll the toughness test so I didn't get absolutely obliterated by an overcharged plasma gun at point blank range. Um, And then the next key moment is we go from his bonus round where he got to attack for free because he surprised us Um, because I think we both did very poor 
awareness roles at that yeah, point we, in time. Yeah, we're not intimidating and we're not very no, aware no. of our surroundings. As was evident by the fact that we didn't even think to look which way this fucker went. No. Um, so, but there is literally a human standing in, two, in front of two space marines and he's just made them mad. Um, so the problem here is you then win initiative. Um, so my next line here is just dead jerk with a plasma gun. <laughs> a live jerk standing next to him. <laughs> <sighs> two, two kills stolen off me already. Um, cause he was close enough to get stabby with. Yeah, so he was, and here we land at the probably the, the biggest chunk of the session. Um, and I feel like that there was a moment during this whole sort of scene that played out where Ollie realized he needs to start coming up with slightly less good guys to kill us with because it takes <laughs> a long time. <laughs> uh, so we basically come to a street. And at the end of that street, there is a bit of a bunker. It's a like, long street. It's it's a big old long street. We're looking at you know a couple of hundred meters away. There's a bunker at the end of the street, and we're like, all right, well, we can either just you know quick in the dead style walk down here and here, and or we can get our ninja on and we can just sneak the fuck along here because um, there's probably people in there. They probably have guns, so we elect to sneak. And we sneak, and very quickly we fail at sneaking. Well, important. One of us fails. You failed at sneaking. <laughs> I am still like uh, I am the knight. I am silent death. Um, and out of said bunker, after you've been noticed doing a very poor job at sneaking, yeah, wanders a big old obliterator. Just one so, of them. Just, just one. One guy. Just one. How dude. hard can it be? Yeah. For anyone not really familiar with 40K lore, chaos units, that kind of stuff, obliterators are basically like a giant human, like walking kind of weapons platform. So the whole concept of them is they kind of morph their body into different weapons. So, you know, they, and you'll see here, you know, the first turn here has a plasma cannon. And then while the plasma cannon is cannon. reheating. Yeah, not, no, not gun. a gun. No, no, cannon, big one. Kaboom. Uh, Earth-shattering kaboom. Um, and when the plasma cannon is is reheating, he switches that over uh, to an auto cannon. Um, so he keeps kind of rotating through his weapons arsenal, picking the best tool for the job. But he's basically a walking heavy weapons platform. In sort of cross between Terminator and Dreadnought, let's talk toughness. Yep. Very hard to to wound. You can hit them. They're fucking big. But big actually doing damage yeah. is not easy. So, I mean, basically, if I read through exactly what I wrote here, we're going through turns of, of everyone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> me sneak 150 meters away brett shoot no damage obliterator plasma cannon 
this is where you managed to dodge the plasma cannon shot with a a natural one. (laughs) Your, your, you know, hedonistic obese body just managed to, you know, dive. (laughs) I'm not obese. I'm like cartwheeled. I mean, define, but anyway, um, me sneak 140 meters away. Now you can see why it took so fucking long. Um, you shoot, full auto, four hits, no damage. It was around about this sort of point that I, I realized that I really needed to get, like, the f- best damage rolls. Yes. Hitting was not a problem. Like no. I said, he's a big buy. But damage, I needed. Yeah. I so literally I think because it does, like, like a, a D10 on these damage, D10s. but you needed the 10s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine was not cutting it. Yeah, no. And you rolled a few of those. Um, so, obliterator. Yep. Auto cannon. Three hits. You, you went very uh, laggy then. Oh, okay. Let's start that again. After we've resolved these slight technical difficulties, I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like in the middle there where I stitch it all together. But anyway, the important thing here is podcasting in lockdown. Yes. Usually it's pretty good. Honestly, I also haven't restarted this computer for about three months, um, which probably doesn't help. And it's telling me it wants to update things. I'm like, go away. I'll do it later. Um, So... We have just, or you've just shot at an obliterator. It's done mm-hmm. no damage at all. You've hit it four times uh, and it has done absolutely nothing. And my my own confidence is starting to wane. The obliterator is, is plasma cannons recharging. So he just flips over to auto cannon, reaper auto cannon mode. And in return, he does three hits to you and... 24 damage, which I think mm-hmm. ended up resulting in like you having negative three wounds and yep. knocked down. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. And so. I think I, I think from memory there might have been some sort of toughness test to see. How if you, yeah, a diet. Pretty, and it, it, technically I think it was the same leg that you had issues with last time with the plasma gun. Yeah, see, we're all just, we're a matching pair. Um so at this point in time, my We're name, a team, and I'm notes, the one that came up with the team idea. <laughs> my notes from here go: me sneak 130 meters, Brett hide, <laughs> obliterator walks closer. Me sneaks 104 meters. You and this is where you decided. And we had this whole conversation about whether you could attempt to try and heal yourself in any way, shape, or form. Yes given that you didn't have the skill available um, and you had to roll like a ridiculous, you had to roll like an eight or something or lower. I think we originally decided it was a 16 and at one round I actually rolled a 16 and then Ollie realized that it was actually half that. Oh, because you'd been knocked down or concussed or something, you had another negative to it and we're like, oh, 
Alrighty. Um, so then you fail to heal. The obliterator walks. I sneak. We're 74 meters away. You fail to heal. Uh, and you rolled a 25 at that point in time. So you still roll on pretty well, but no good. Obliterator walks. I sneak. 54 meters. You heal. You actually recovered a wound. Oh, wait. You were fatigued. No recovering a wound. Um, <laughs> the obliterator at this point, it sees me. So I'd been sneaking this whole time and it, it managed to fail all of its awareness tests to spot me. This is the point where it sees me. Where like, you know, 50 odd meters away. It shoots me with a plasma cannon. It misses epically. Again, I'm not sure if this is creative dice rolling, but I'll go with it. So take all the help we can get right now. My approach from here is to run directly towards the thing with the plasma cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing that I'm going to take a turn to get there. So it's going to get another shot. And this was, yeah, this was the point, like, actually it was a bit before that, but when, you know, I, I took the hit and went down to negative three, which then Ollie reminded me was exactly what you were on. Yeah, I'd forgotten that by this point in time. I, I had not, and, like, I saw you charging, I thought, oh, shit, we're in a bit of trouble here. <laughs> but I didn't know any other way of getting out of it. No, I Apart, I, I apart from retreat. Which no. was never an option. And and my only other plan from here was to use the big old pile of explosives that you had from earlier. Oh, no, wait, we blew a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah we needed uh, that cool. hole. Yeah, cool. Um, Every so, flesh tunnel needs a hole. We, we went in the hole. It we may have one even, hole. We've got to come may, out another one. It may have even been an out hole. Um, anywho, I'm running at the obliterator. The obliterator gets a shot at me before I get in. But it turns out because I'm running directly towards him, there are negatives to hit and the guy, he misses everything. This is the best. He'd missed me with the plasma cannon. He'd missed me with a multi-melter. He, and in that time, you were busy unjamming your gun, who apparently your vocal cords or something got tangled. Yeah. So like blaster got jammed, but anyway. I'm not fine. sure how that works, but anyway, we're here. Um and basically this little fuck around that went for God knows how long involved the obliterator trying to hit me with a power fist, generally missing, and well, then generally. Yeah, I mean this generally is something that I, I'd totally forgotten because like I said, it's been a while since I played forty K. But obliterators are ranged creatures. Well, is... I did the same thing. And I'm like, right, well, if he's got big guns, if we just walk up to him, he won't be able to shoot us with the guns. Mm-hmm. We win. No, Bastard's got a power fist. Of course he's got a power fist. But, like, the, the unit itself is designed for range. There's, um, I forget what they're called, mutilators or something like that, which are the equivalent of obliterators, but with close combat weapons instead of range weapons. Sharp, pointy teeth and whatnot. Yes. Um, Run away. But yeah, anyway. Jack still has a power fist. I didn't realize that. He tries to hit me with it. Fortunately, he's not very good with the power fist. Um, so he spent a, a, a significant amount of time missing me at that point in time. And I then, because I have two swords, now I have a power sword because I stole it from the last guy, <laughs> and a chainsword. 
eventually just slowly ticked away little, you know, one wound at a time here, two wounds there. We fucked around. All the while, you shooting into the combat. Because <laughs> I'm good at that because I'm, I'm a shooty guy. I never yeah. once hit you. I don't know how because it was like. Because a, I'm good. It was a 50-50 every single time. And no, somehow, no. I'm pretty sure it was like a 50-50. Like if you roll a 50 or lower, you hit the obliterator. If you roll a 50, uh, you roll a 51 or up. You hit me, or something of that nature. It was not good odds, <laughs> but somehow, but somehow, between the two of us, between and look again, no. I got, I got. There's no got, two of us in this fight. Well, no, I did all the work. You did everything. I didn't even wound the guy. No, because it was still no fucking. Doubt. You were like, I've got to roll a ten with this. Um, no, um, and I'm sure at some stage I get hit with a plasma. I get hit with a power fist at some point as well, which was not good. Um, but yeah, in the end, the obliterator goes down. We are both, we both finish this session on like negative three wounds each. And outside exactly where we need to be. So it's not like we're going to be able to rest in between these sessions. We are in the middle of a fortress occupied by enemy people. All of them seemingly have guns and all of them seemingly point them at us at any given opportunity. We are practically dead. We had our little meat shields too, and they were they were running and firing at the obliterator while I was lying in a pool of my own blood. Um, I'd forgotten about them because they did nothing. They Um, did nothing. That's true. But are any of them still alive? I can't remember. um, I think he might have taken out one or two of them. He definitely did because there was a stage there where they gave up shooting at him and they ran at him and they hit him with their shovels Um, and they did nothing with the shovels. And then he legitimately just squeezed the head of at least one. Oh, yes. Like it was bubble Mm wrap. And it just, yeah. Um, so that's where we ended session number two, uh, in an enemy fortress surrounded by enemy on negative three wounds each at the body of an obliterator. We can't even pillage for good shit because they're all kind of part of his body. We're awesome. We totally got this. Um, yeah, just hold my beer. Not even... (laughs) Next session should be interesting. It's fine. What could go wrong? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, our two little Black Crusade sessions. Again, thank you very much to Ollie for, for running those because it's been an absolute blast. Like again, We may not know what we're doing and we may be doing a choose-your-own-adventure by reading page one, page two, page three, page four, <laughs> just going straight for the obvious. But um, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. And like, especially during lockdown where there's not a lot you can actually do to mm. connect. Like, cause I feel like half the joy of a lot of these games is just connecting with other people and playing a game that you're both having fun with and all that kind of stuff. So it gives us that interaction aspect um, that we're otherwise just not getting from all the games that we would normally play. Yeah. Um, glorious also so the kill count yeah 11 to 9 told you that already i said that at the start but equally one of those was an obliterator still counts as one 
I'm not sure that it should count the same as as little like point I, blank human. I am going by Lord of the Rings scoring. Ooh. We, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the alternative scoring methods are, but I feel like there is some. <laughs> like, is this is this Terminator or Back to the Future? Um, <laughs> I just felt, yeah, the the first thing that springs to mind is that that fight. I can't even remember it. Where Gimli yeah, and Legolas, it's, the, it's uh, the fucking elephant or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, still counts as one. <sighs> I I think it's appropriate. Yeah, it it works. It's disappointing, but it works. And it, um, Still eleven to nine, maybe nine point one if you really want it. <laughs> Neither of our characters can understand fractions or decimals. Like that like, <laughs> we can't sneak, and we're not very aware. intimidating, and we're probably not great at math. So, anyway, um, we did do one more thing. <gasps> so, we did, yeah. Lockdown limits everything, but. Uh, one thing it doesn't really limit is online play. So we did fire up the Xbox. Was it once? Was it twice? Was it thrice? It was twice. Twice, twice I believe. Twice. Twice, twice. Uh, and loaded up the old Vermintide 2, which... Is it old? It's, it's, it's a while old. Yeah, it's been out for a bit. Couple of years, definitely. Um, if anyone's aware, like way back in the day, there was a game called Left for Dead, which was you and up to three other people working as a team trying to get through a level where you've got hordes of zombies running at you. And this is pretty much the same thing, but in the Warhammer world, where you are any one of a number of characters, and most of the bad guys, they're either Skaven or Chaos guys running at you. And I hadn't played it for a while. So I, hadn't played it it, I hadn't played it at all, so I downloaded it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, it's through, is it through Game Pass? Yes. Yeah, so if you do have Xbox Game Pass, then you can get this game for absolutely nothing. Like right price. Yes, that's the good price for games. Uh, but yeah, it's there are a couple of characters you can use. There's uh, sort of the mercenary type emperor, uh, no, not emperor, but empire soldier, basically. Mm-hmm. There is a dwarf who is very much so a dwarf. There is a an elven sort of ranger. There is the... Witch Hunter, and there's also a wizard as well. And as you go along and you level up these classes, you can sort of create... There are three different classes within those classes. So, for example, you know, the... uh, I think it's like level 12, the dwarf, you can turn him into a troll slayer if you want. The uh, Witch Hunter, very early on, about level 7, you can make him sort of a bounty hunter character. So even within these five classes, you can tailor those classes more so, which is really kind of cool. And it's Skaven. It's Warhammer. It's a bit of fun. And for some reason, even though it's an older game, you pretty much can always find people to jump into games. I've been on it a couple of times since we played, and there's always people jumping in. Yeah, I've played it a couple of times as well and just managed to just join a rando party. Yeah. And, you know, it's good fun. You're working as a team to try and get to the end. There are 
random big monsters as well. So, you know, Chaos Spawns, Rat Ogres, um, the Rat Ogres with guns. Storm Fiends? Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Thank I, you. What, what did I run into the other day? A Bile Troll? Bile Trolls, yes. That was um, a thing. And then there's other versions as well. So there's Skaven Assassins and there's Skaven Hookmasters, which if you're kind of hanging back too much if you're not with your your other three members which will either be other players or ai um then these guys can sort of jump on you and just hack at you until somebody gets their way back to you to try and save you which adds a bit and it's very much like it's very much left for dead but warhammer and if you but haven't played Left 4 Dead and you're old, it's like Doom, but Warhammer, um, and co-op. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's, honestly, it's just first person. You, you've got your, your guns or your weapons in front of you and you just run at things and smash them. And then occasionally it comes up with funky little problems for you to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you blow up the gate, find the barrels, shoot them, that kind of shit. It's, it's good fun. Um, and then just hordes of bad guys for you to wade through bloodily. Lots of bad guys every level. I think most of the levels take, I don't know, half an hour to 45 minutes to get yeah. through or something like that. Not not super long, too. It's not like you need hmm. to bust out a night for it. So it's kind of cool. You can jump on, you know, half an hour, bust through a quick level, and then go on with your day as well. So it's kind of a nice little one for that. But, yeah, I did a little bit of that. Yeah. Definitely worthwhile. If anybody has an Xbox and wants to jump on, by all means, send us a message because... I would be up for a bit more of that. Like I said, really fun game and you know, not something you have to think too much. Yeah, which is which is the correct amount of thinking to do. Yes. And I mean like and to be perfectly honest, so I my Xbox lives pretty much as my media center. It's it's a Netflix player more than anything else um and it's because it's on our main living room tv as well so it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the the thing right so i hardly ever play it and then even when i do i hardly ever play online with anyone else and everything and since vermintide like i've literally gone right well i actually have to buy a fucking headset for this because it's too <laughs> much fun not to um and you know I was literally just playing with the headphones plugged in and I've got things like, yo, Brett Gang, jump twice if you can hear me. All right, cool. Yeah, jump, jump, fucking jump. That was three times. Shut up. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> I had a bit of fun. So, um, yeah, I needed to make sure what, you can hear One way me. heckling. I'm not okay with this. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, I feel like it is, it, it's a dangerous door to open. But also, as it's just super fun, cruisy, just kind of, you know, kick up. And, and there's actually quite a, a few other guys I know that have since picked up Vermintide and just like, okay. oh, yeah, maybe this is a fun little, you know, way to spend a, an evening as well. So there's probably a, a few more a few more sessions of that coming. Excellent. And it's like you don't even have to know the Warhammer world to get into it. Because there's rat guys and there's big fuck off evil looking warrior dudes. Yeah. And you know, you just hack it. Every character's got like a ranged weapon and a melee weapon, which you know, you tend to be in melee a lot more than you're doing ranged. And you've all got special abilities which save up over time and Do we? Yeah. Sweet. 
I should look at those. You should. I think uh, I'm trying to remember what the dwarf one is, the start one. I know, like, the ranger has, like, you know, uh, shoots out, like, three or four, um, like, you know, heat-seeking type arrows with his, um, you know, the, the bounty hunter's got, like, a really good, uh, like, blunderbuss shot with his. So, yeah, when you're little... Uh, diamond fills up, then you can just hit the uh, left bumper and away goes your special ability and move on to the, you know, save up for the next gun. Huzzah. Yeah. Um, yeah, now, as I said, it not not super tactical, not super hard, not super. And I'm being one of those super casual gamers, it's one of those games you can just pick up and play once, put it down for a month, come back. Like there's not really intricate controls to work out. There's not really anything super confusing. Um, And, you know, you get the little perks of you go through a mission, you you pick up some extra stuff. You can swap out your weapons and stuff for other cool shit Hmm. and kind of collect and upgrade yourself along the way. Um, So It's got got loot boxes, but they're not – it's not one of those pay-to-play games where you have to buy the loot boxes or spend money to get the awesome equipment – rather than getting like a 0.1% chance of getting it in a box. You get boxes for finishing a level, for leveling up, things like that. You don't, you can't spend money on them. So it's just a bit of fun. You know, open a box, you might get like a legendary crossbow or something, or you might get like a necklace. Stick. <laughs> a board with an a, board with a nail in it. Anyway. Um, I wash myself I with a rag on a stick. So the, the, only, the only challenge I will say is... I haven't played a first person in a long time. Um, I spent a lot of time falling off bridges. <laughs> Feel like this, the first little bit where you're just getting used to, you know, that, that first person perspective again, which is weird, right? Cause I live in first person. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got like a series of mirrors set up so no. that you can see yourself from behind. No, but yeah, for some reason I fall off a lot of bridges. Um, <laughs> just like real good. life. And then the only other thing uh, we are, well, I was just on a bit of a Game Pass um, extravaganza. I downloaded Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I also spent a couple of nights playing through just the story mode. I saw you playing it, so I had I had a night or two where I was trying to relearn, because it's been a long time since I played that, trying to relearn the moves. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got a, like a level 20, 21 Batman who like I've leveled up and it takes a while to get a level 20, but it's been a good year or two before since I had loaded that game up. So yeah. I couldn't remember bloody anything. No, I was and again I I downloaded it for the first time, so it's all like I'm sorry, going through the tutorial going, press back to block. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um so but that was cool. You know, I just played through the story mode of that just to again turn the brain off. I mean that's that's your first mistake though, because it's a fighting game. It's a one on one fighting game. Nobody blocks. You just mash buttons as quickly as possible and hopefully That's, hit them I mean, before they hit you. Well, I mean, I, I did it to get through the tutorial because they're like block three attacks. You're like, okay. <laughs> and then you ignore it completely and mash okay, buttons cool. until something happens. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, that's it, gaming wise. Um, what's on? We still have uh, 
amazing, wonderful, uh, incredible painted pink competition. So we have still got a month left in that. By all means, if you haven't already jumped on, and we thank everybody that has, jump on now, post a picture of a model that you want to paint or something that you want to paint, uh, post a picture of it later on, actually done, and just make sure that somewhere on that model is some sort of pink. We still want to see your pink bits, and we want to use this joke every podcast. Oh, without fail. Like, even when this is over, we're just going to refer to this event historically so we can still use the same <laughs> joke. It yeah. will never go away. Understand that now. You're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. Remember that time when we asked for pink bits? <laughs> I'll incorporate it into the intro. Here it is. <laughs> It's 2032. We've now run this podcast for how long? Um, I'm dead by then. That's fine. Um, but yeah, like by all means, jump on board. We've got a couple of prizes. We'll organise for that. Um, but it's it's a it's a competition to encourage a bit more hobby and have a bit of fun for fun's sake. This is it. Just again, it, it's kind of you know, paint something, paint something for fun. I feel like you know, it is the perfect time just to go right. Well, palette cleanser. I've painted eight thousand Space Marines, and I'm fucking sick of painting Space Marines. Right, just pick something rando shit that would be fun. You know, this this in, hopefully injects a, just a fraction, just a little bit of whimsy. Um, <laughs> Uh, and again, it, we're not, we're not looking for the best painter. We're not looking for, you know, professional standards. We're looking for fun. We're looking for, you know, clever. We're looking for, you know, just cool shit people do Yeah, that happens to feature pink. So do cool shit. That is, yeah. that is the challenge. I mean, do pink cool shit. That's it. Has to be pink. Yeah. Cause we're I mean, all about the pink. I've, I've started, um, it's pink. I can't even win and I've started. I'm doing a thing. I feel like that's part of the rule. Also, we now officially have painted pink merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the thing. If you, you know, for all those people that haven't bought the other merchandise, you now have a pink option. Yes. And for all those people that have, so you. Um, <laughs> Not quite the only one. but no, I know, I'm but close. close. Um, yeah, you also have the option for pink. Well, you say that, but... Um, You've already bought it, I know. I have already bought yeah. it, and it's currently in Sydney. I checked up on that today, so it's not far away. I'm going to be I'm gonna be wearing a fucking Star Wars helmet and a painted pink T-shirt in the next um, ad I do for work, so... Could be worse. You could be on the block. <laughs> fucking hell. I tried so hard to avoid those cameras. I swear to God. Like, I don't know how they got me. Anyway, uh, that's it from us. Please, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Twitch. I'm still doing a couple of sessions each week, uh, mostly painting, sometimes a bit of Xbox as well. Jump on. uh, And with Twitch, don't forget to, if you do have an Amazon Prime um subscription then you do get a free subscription every month and if you've got no one better to give it to chuck it our way uh, that being said thank you very much to last month's sponsors alice sarah james Maya, and Lockie. um and i believe george was in there too but i can't see his name on the list but anyway 
that's it from me. I got nothing else. More? No. Nah, I didn't have anything at the start, so I no. don't know how we got here. <laughs> well, it's only been 26 minutes. According to this, this is the best. I feel I feel so productive. Oh man, we um, it's not quite eight minutes, but it's it's close enough. <laughs> All right, I'll thank you once again for listening. We'll play anything. Later's gotcha. Yeah, you are.